Hey, it's Bill Simmons from The Ringer, and this is a podcast called The Rewatchables. We have been doing it really since 2017. It started with how much we love the movie Heat. We decided to structure a whole podcast with categories, most rewatchable scene, who won the movie, Apex Mountain, what age the best. But here's the thing. If you want the full archive, you can hear them only on Spotify for free, by the way. So make sure to follow The Rewatchables on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Gambling Podcast. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. We got a special, special, special guest in the building. We got the WBO, welterweight champion of the world, Terrence Crawford in the building. July 29th, he's taking on Errol Spence. We got him in the building right now. So I got to ask you, what took so long for this fight to happen? It's finally here. What's going on? Man, listen, man, the fight is here. And frankly, I really don't care what took so long or how how it got formed. It's here now. I'm happy. The fans happy and we got us uh undisputed welterweight championship fight coming up July 29th. No doubt. So I mean you are you you already like talk about what it means to be because there's only nine guys in the history of this sport who have been undisputed and you're one of them and you have the chance to be the first male to be undisputed in a second weight division. Talk about what that means to you. Well, it means a lot. Being that I was the third uh, male fighter to become welterweight, I mean, not welterweight, undisputed champion in uh, the four belt era, that meant a lot to me. And it's going to really mean a lot to me to become the first male boxer to become undisputed champion in two different weight classes. I mean, that's huge. That's so huge. But so what do you think is going to have the biggest out impact on the outcome of this fight? What advantages does Terrence Crawford have coming into this? I just think the way that I adapt to all my opponents, my elusiveness, mm-hmm. my, 
my way of thinking is going to be the outcome that lead me to victory July 29th. No doubt, no doubt. So, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is that, you know, you guys do have a common opponent in Sean Porter. And, you know, one of the things that really stood out was the fact that, you know, not only did you stop him and Spence didn't, but you really limited Porter's output. Like against Spence, Porter threw 744 punches. Against you, Porter only threw 347 punches. So a lot of people will come into this fight thinking that, you know, Spence is going to be the guy who he has a heavy work rate. Do you think that you're going to just be able to limit his output? Do you think this is going to be a fight to where his work rate is going to come down and it's going to be more of a chess match than, than a match where you just see guys fighting fire with fire? I don't know. You got to understand that uh, Spence is a very talented fighter and he's very smart. And I don't see him coming in there just swinging like, you know, for the fences, being that I have power and I have uh, very sharp punches. So he's got to be aware of that. And I'm pretty sure he's aware of that because he's been watching me for a long time, just like I've been watching him for a long time. So a lot of fighters in their mind, they think going in there and just walking me down and roughing me up and, and throwing this crazy amount of punches, but you leave yourself open. So if you can't withstand them punches for 12 hard rounds, then you're going to be kind of cautious. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I think it's an interesting thing. I think you guys have a ton of respect for each other. And it's not, you know, it's not something that you normally see in a in a fight like this. Normally you have guys just kind of just talking each other down. Now, the one thing he did say about you that I thought, you know, that was really interesting is that him and a lot of your critics say you haven't fought anybody. What, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, listen, look at all the champions that I fought and look at the number of champions he fought. And now to tell you who I fought and how many people I fought. So I fought 39 times and I haven't fought anybody. That's crazy. Uh, I'm a three-way three way world champion. How you get that without fighting anybody? How you become undisputed without fighting anybody? So they they got a lot of people to piggyback off of what they say and then they f- jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, well, Terrence ain't fought nobody. Terrence ain't fought nobody. Okay, well, you know, those was world champions, unified world champions, number two guys in the division. I guess, you know, after I fight him, they be saying, I'm fighting nobody again because every time I fight somebody, they try to tear him down after I beat him. So it's like the Roy Jones, Floyd Mayweather effect of you making these guys look like they're nobody. So I, I can see that. I well, can definitely see that. At, you got to look at my whole career and you got to look at the, the, the type of fashion that I'm defeating these guys in. I never had a close decision. I never was in a fight where uh, anybody thought that I was losing the fight going into the last round or any of that, uh, or it was a pick em. When the fight, When the fight get going, they know who's in charge. They know who's winning. Or I stop them. So yeah. 
there never was a debate on whether Terrence Crawford won this fight or not. There was always debate with him and Sean Porter. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting thing because you know, like you're in your third weight class. Like he's he's basically been a bigger welterweight, and he's he's fought at welterweight his entire career. You fought at 135, you fought at 140, and your power has translated up. I mean, you knocked ten guys out in a row, so there really hasn't been any doubt. Now, I think there's another element to that. And I think the element is there's the top rank versus the PBC type thing. There's always been that Cold War. Um, we saw it with Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. You're, you, you've been suing top rank. And I think the one thing that I always want to ask you is that, do you feel like top rank has hurt your ability to, to get big fights? And I know you left top rank. And do you feel like just being over there on the other side of the, the street did that hurt your legacy? Did it, did it, is it causing this lack of respect? Not at all. Not at all. Because who created a side of the street? Yeah. This, you just said that. Where did okay. you get from? I mean, I got that. I mean, I heard you say that in other interviews. I, I understand that, but where did you get that from? Um, I think it's just the boxing politics. And I, I don't know I don't know who created that, but for when some reason when did you first hear that? I've probably heard it with you, but I've also heard it with Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. You heard that with Floyd and Pacquiao? Yeah, because it's just you know how the boxing politics are. I've never heard that with Floyd and Pacquiao. Okay. But I've I've heard it a lot with you. I've definitely heard it a lot. I understand that. That's why I was yeah. asking you. That was something that was created mm-hmm. to put a roadblock mm-hmm. and a barrier. Mm-hmm for me fighting those top guys over there mm-hmm. BBC uh, side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, that's behind me now. I don't think yeah. that hurt my career in no way, shape or form or fashion. I fought mm-hmm. great, great fighters. I fought great mm-hmm. champions. And there's a reason why a lot of people rate me pound for pound, number one fighter in the world because of that. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, maybe I'm I'm kind of interjecting a little bit of my opinion because, you know, a lot of us, we wanted this fight to happen, happen earlier and we wanted to see you fight, you know, guys like Thurman and, you know, a lot of the PBC guys. So I think a lot of us held it against you unfairly. And I was one of them. I'm going to lie to you um, that you re-signed with Top Rank in 2018. What, what me re-signing with a promotional company have to do with anything? So why 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 would you, because you mm-hmm. say you was one of them, yeah. why would you hold anything against a fighter that's making a living for him and his family, but not against the other fighter? That don't make sense. Yeah, why, and you know what? I'm I'm realizing that's a little bit unfair. But yeah, I felt why like didn't, why didn't you say why 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 didn't you say, well, Sean Porter, Chief mm-hmm. Thurman, Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. Errol Spence. Uh, y'all, y'all not signed with a promotional company. Why don't y'all go over there and fight this guy? Yeah. See, a lot of y'all, y'all was, y'all was, y'all was just bandwagoning because how long you been in boxing? Keep it real. How um, long? for me, like I'm not, I'm, I'm relatively new in media, so yeah. perfect. Perfect. That that tells me why. I've been a, and I've been a fan. I've been a fan like all my life, but I'm relatively new in media, so that, that shows that sh- that that tells it all. You know, yeah. because mm-hmm. you got one fighter that got a promotional company. Yeah. You got four fighters that doesn't. 
Yeah. So what would be the problem with them coming over there and fighting me? If that was the biggest fights to be made. That I mean, that's fair. And especially given your stature, given your stature as, you know, on a pound for pound list at welterweight, I can see how you would say, you know what, these guys need to come over there. But it just felt like from a fan's perspective that all of the top fights were, you know, on one side. But I, I mean, I'm realizing I was being a little unfair. No, it 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 wasn't that all the top fights was on one side. It was the mm-hmm. uh, the fights in the welterweight division. They was mm-hmm. fighting each other. You mm-hmm. can't say all the f- fights was on one side because they didn't have all the top fighters. Yeah. Now they had the top welterweights at that time, but mm-hmm. just like now, top rank have the 135 division on lock. Yeah. You know, and PBC half tank. Mm-hmm. Now that, that's it. Yeah. So the one thing I want to ask you, you know, with you having the chance to be the the first two division undisputed champion in the world, Spence says something interesting about all the sanctioning fees. How do you feel about that? And you know, how are you going to approach that moving forward? Because I mean, you guys are trying to feed your family. Who wants to be dishing out three percent to all of these different sanctioning bodies? So, what's your thoughts on that? But that's something that me and him actually talked about. You know, uh, we don't get it. We don't agree with it. I feel as if I'm champion of the world and I'm representing your organization. I shouldn't have to pay you nothing. Yeah. Why why should I have to pay to be champion? That doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. I should get a bonus, if anything. I don't see any other sports... When they win a championship, they have to pay. I don't know yeah. if it's like that in basketball, football, nothing. But boxing, you become champion, you got to pay us to be champion. That's weird to me. It's a crazy concept. <laughs> like, it's an insane concept, like, when you really think about it. And the, and the fact is, you know, like, you guys, like, a guy like you, you're bigger than the belt. Like, whether you had the the, the, the championship or not, this fight is going to be it's, it's going to be what it is. So I just thought I thought that was really interesting. And I, I hope you guys can do something to change that. I've heard, you know, Spence talk about it. I've heard Andre Ward talk about it. So it's great to hear that you guys are on the same page about that because I want you guys to just be able to get the bulk of the money. And it's just, you know how it is in boxing. It's just it's just shady. So um, what would you say is your, t- what was your toughest fight thus far? Uh, I would have to say between... Gamboa and uh, Kavalaskis. Mm. Interesting. Okay, I, I can see the Gamboa fight just because um, you know it was like really a, a really a real chess match between you guys. So you've called out Jamel Charlo. Um, it seems like you guys got some real personal beef. And you know the one thing that I'm seeing right now is that there's been rumors about Jamel Charlo and, and Canelo. And if those two take face off. Do you ever see yourself, you know, maybe down the road, a catch weight with Canelo? No, not at all. Not right now. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows after this fight? But at mm-hmm. the at this moment, my my whole focus is Spence. I'm not worried about Jamel Charlo. I don't mm-hmm. care about that man. I don't worry about Canelo. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on the task at hand, and that's Errol Spence. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, we all looking for this forward to this fight. I've I've changed my pick, you know, three, four times. Like every day I have something new and it's just like 
for me, it's a true 50-50 fight. They have you as the favorite, and I still can't decide. So I'm not going to keep you too long, but the one question I want to ask you is, how long, how do you want to be remembered? When, when all this is said and done, you know, if you're the, the, the only, if you're the only fighter to, to be undisputed in two different weight divisions, what's the thing that matters to Terrence Crawford? How do you, how do you want to be remembered? I wonder, me personally, I just wanted to be remembered as a great father, mm-hmm. a great, a great boxer, a man that stand on principles, a man that was real and truthful to himself. And that's pretty much it, you know? Like, all the extra things in life, it doesn't mean nothing to me. Like, if you don't have no morals. So, you know, that that means a lot to me for a man to be like, man, Terrence was a good dude or Terrence was a real, real man. He was a down-to-earth type of guy. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a good father, took care of his family, and he did what he was supposed to do as a man, you know, fighting in the ring, winning the titles that he won, and mm-hmm. all the accomplishments. It never changed. No doubt, no doubt. So, it's, I mean, is there anything that you want to do? Like, is there anything that you have your sights set on after boxing? Do you want to be... You know, you have some guys who want to be a promoter. You have some guys who want to be a trainer. Is that something that you you, you look? Well, I, I help out a lot in the gym, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think about none of that right now. Yeah. You know, none of that comes to my mind because I'm so focused on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now in the future, man, when that time's when that time comes, then I can think about it and sit down and say, all right, what you going to do with it? with your life, what you're going to do with your free time. No doubt. So before we get out of here, we are a gambling show. And a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys listening to this, they're going to be betting on the fight. And we have bet some upcoming fights. Bet on Terrence Crawford. Bet on Terrence Crawford? Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. But I got a couple yeah. other fights that I, I want to, I got a couple other fights I want to ask you about before we yeah. get out of here. We got NUA versus Stephen Fulton. Who you like? That's a, that's a good fight because I think in a way, it's, it's a little small. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going for Fulton. You're going for Fulton? Oh, I, I like that. I'm a Philly guy. So you saying that makes me really happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I already know your answer to this, but I got to hear you say why. Tank Shakur. versus Shakur. Sorry, uh, Shakur. <laughs> I know that's I your guy. You, I knew you was coming there because can't nobody beat that dude right now. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's just on a whole nother level. Okay. Okay. This fight hasn't been announced, but I, I gotta hear. I gotta hear your opinion. Canelo versus Benavidez. That's a tough fight. I'm leaning more so towards Canelo for the experience factor, and I feel like he's gonna hit Benavidez with shots that he ain't got hit with before. Mm-hmm. But Benavidez is is a live dog in that fight. Okay, and, and final one. This one hasn't, hasn't been announced either, but better be and, and Bevo. I don't know who won that fight. <laughs> I, I, I give I give Bevo the mm-hmm. edge from for his boxing mm-hmm. ability, mm-hmm. but better be he punched, you know, no and, and Bevo, you know, uh, I give him the edge. I give Bevo the edge. Mm-hmm. 
no doubt. But yeah, I mean, that's how we're going to close it out. You said bet on Terrence Crawford. I want to wish you the best of luck on July 29th. You're trying to be the second undisputed. Second. In the, 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 I mean, the first. The first person to be undisputed Is in two right? different weight classes. So I want to wish you the best of luck. Thanks for coming out. It's the Ringer Gambling Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. Rostradamus, Terrence Crawford. Thanks for doing this. Best of luck on July 29th. Y'all know how it's going down. Appreciate it. We got a special guest in the building. We have the executive director of Race and Sports at the Westgate Superbook. We got John Murray in the building. We're going to be breaking down the unified welterweight title belt between Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. I'm ready for this fight. Man. I'm psyched. It's been like, I feel like I've been talking about this fight for like two years, literally. So I hope nothing happens here in the next 10 days when these guys actually fight on July 29th. Yeah, it's, it's been a long road in terms of the negotiations. You know, I'm like, I'm really cool with the PBC people. And, you know, Spence has been saying he's wanted this fight forever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so interesting because he comes into this fight having not fought in 13 months. So I want to get a sense for the action in the book. Well, let's, let's actually start. What is a big fight night like in the Superbook? Like, I mean, what kind of, like, is it, is it, is it heavy? Like, I mean, like, what goes down? Well, it depends a little bit on who's fighting. I mean, we probably don't do quite as much on boxing as we do on a big UFC event right now. It depends a little bit on the weight classes. The heavyweight fights do the best. I mean, the Fury Wilder trilogy was great for business. Back in the day when Floyd Mayweather was fighting, that trumped everything. The Mayweather fights were the biggest of all. We'll see what this one's like. I think it's going to be very good for business, but I don't know how much the mainstream betters realize how good these guys are. I don't. I know the boxing fans like us. We know how great these guys are. We know how great this fight is. We know this fight should have probably happened two or three years ago. But I don't know if the mainstream people really appreciate what a great fight we're going to get in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. You know, the interesting thing is that, like I always tell people, boxing is like, it's built on tribalism. So a lot of times when you have two black fighters, it's not as big as if you have a black fighter versus a Mexican fighter. How was the handle for Tank oh. versus Garcia? No, that that is true. I noticed that with the Tank-Garcia fight. It was awesome, by the way. We did great on that fight. Took a lot of money on Ryan Garcia. We won big on Tank Davis, which is exactly how we wanted it. And I, and I noticed that as well with the Lomachenko-Hayden fight which I was lucky enough to attend at the MGM Grand. Great action on that fight as well. Didn't do as well on that one. We lost. Uh, the Devin Haney betters did beat us that night. We did lose a little bit of money on that fight. But you're right. Sometimes it, it really, it's good for business when there is that yeah. divide. And it's, it's good for, for betting handle. And we don't really get that in the Spence Crawford fight. It's a good point. We will get it in September. Canelo fighting Charlo, which is another fight on the horizon I'm looking forward to. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how this fight is bet uh, next week. That's so interesting. So what what are the early returns right now? Are you? I mean, I'm seeing everything from minus 146, about a 60% implied probability mm-hmm. on Terrence Crawford. What do you guys have it at? And, and do you have an opinion on it? I do. You know, so I've, I've had this fight up for like, I, I want to say two years. And I always thought this was a pick em fight. I, I, I respect both guys so much. I think they're both so great. I think they're both at the peak of their powers. I had opened this fight at minus 110 at the Superbook, but the money came in on Terrence Croft 
Sharp money came in on Bud Crawford. The market moved up on Crawford. You, you can't be stubborn when you're a bookmaker, when you're an odds maker. You've got to respect where you see the money coming in. I've seen really sharp guys, guys that I know know boxing, laying Crawford minus 120, minus 130, and that's moved us up to minus 160. So even though I do think this is more of a pick em type fight personally, I can't be stubborn with the way we approach this fight. I've got to respect the money. I've got to respect the market. Right now, the majority of the money here has been on, on Crawford. We need Spence, but there's so much time between now and the fight. So some the That's bigger so interesting. Bet, the bigger bets always come in the weekend of the fight. So right now, it's mostly smaller bets, mostly sharper bets. They also played us over 10.5. Right now, we're 10.5 over minus 260 because the wise guys played the, the round prop over as well. So the sharp guys are on Bud or on over looking at a, a Terrence Crawford decision, which would make sense, I think. I can see how that would happen. But uh, if you ask me personally, I kind of like I kind of like Spence at this price. I think this price is a little high. And I say that as somebody who would be terrified to bet against Bud. But at mm. plus 140, if I can get higher than that, if I can get Errol Spence Jr. at plus 150, plus 160, I think I'd have to jump in myself. So that's, I mean, that's so interesting because the Philly Godfather actually came on here yesterday and he actually gave out the over 10 and a half rounds. He, he really loved that one. But he also said the same thing as you in terms of liking Earl Spence with the plus money. He sees it as a 50-50 fight. And if you can get in plus money, you got a positive expectation. I've personally changed my opinion on this fight multiple times. I came in really liking Spence. I like the fact that Spence is typically the busier fighter. And mm -hmm. we all know Terrence Crawford, he comes into these fights and he has to download this information. And he... A slow starter against Spence, that's kind of a bad thing. But the one thing that kind of changed my mind is that you look at the Porter fight, right? And I know Crawford knocked him out, Spence didn't. But the biggest thing that was interesting to me was that Porter threw 744 punches against Earl Spence, while he only threw 347 against Crawford. So I think you could see a lot of Spence's outcome, like output, come down. So that lends me to taking it over. So yeah. I really like, I, I think the strongest play on this fight is the over 10 and a half rounds. I think Spence knows that he can't be too reckless because we saw him get hurt against Yugas. We saw him take a punch against Danny Garcia. His mouthpiece has come out. So we know he can't be the Spence who's just the Terminator. I'm just going to walk through punches because he's going to get stopped. So I lean towards that direction. Um, so would you, if you're betting on Spence, would you recommend waiting towards fight fight time towards towards about the time of post i don't know about that so i know i know we wanted to talk about this where will it close i mentioned right now crawford's minus 160 spence's plus 140 i and i've been wrong many times don't yell at me if i'm wrong about <laughs> this one too but i actually think it's more likely to come down a little bit because i think a lot of people feel like i feel you mentioned philly godfather feels this price is getting a little high like i mentioned i opened this fight to pick them i think it's a toss-up I would be surprised if the price continued to rise as we get closer. I, I, cause the, usually the public betters like to play the dog in a big fight. And I'll tell you why. If they come in here, if I bet a hundred bucks on Spence, what do I win? I win 140. If I bet a hundred bucks on, on Crawford, you know, I win 60, 70 bucks. They'll, they'll usually take the dog in a fight like this. The, the, the public will, unless the sharp guys continue to just flood the market with Crawford money and push the price higher. I think you might see it come down a little bit between now and fight. 
that's so fascinating. Like, I mean, you guys have probably like made a killing on Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, oh, throughout the years. Oh. Like- <laughs> I, I miss, I miss that man. I miss the Mayweather fights. Mayweather McGregor was, if you want, if you consider that a boxing fight, that's another separate conversation for another day. But we did mm-hmm. very well on Mayweather McGregor, and we've done very well on many Mayweather fights over the years. The public likes to bet the dog in a big fight, and yeah. it usually, usually goes pretty well. For that Mayweather McGregor was probably like the betting opportunity for Sharps of like a, a dream. Like I, I made a killing off that. Yeah. You know, one fight that really stands out to me in terms of the the public betting on the dog was Chavez Jr. against Canelo. Um, Chavez oh, Jr. Yeah. That was a good <laughs> he, he was like a fourteen that. to one dog yeah. and got bet down to four to <laughs> one, and he had no shot of winning. But people were betting him because of who his father was. Was he even, was he, I, I went to that fight. Was he even there to win that fight? That's debatable. I, I think he oh was just God. in there to, to be against Canelo, to, to get a paycheck. That fight was a, that was a good fight for business. But, you know, eventually one of these big dogs will hit. We saw it, uh, I think it was last May when, when Canelo did lose. Uh, we didn't do too well in that fight. Uh, so it does happen sometimes. And this fight is more of a toss-up, right? This isn't mm-hmm. like, we're talking about fights where one guy is minus fourteen hundred or minus a thousand, and that's not the case with this fight. This is a much more even fight, but I do think the public will play the dog. Okay, okay. So you would play Spence and you would play the over ten and a half rounds. Now we got a couple I, I wanna, other fights. I want to come... get the right price. I want to get the right. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I want to get okay. the right price on Spence, but if I do, I, I mean, I have to say yes because I said I made this fight a pick 'em. I think it's a toss-up fight. Two of my favorite mm-hmm. guys to watch. I don't really have any skin in the game. I like them both. Um, but yes, if the price gets higher, I'd have to go with the dog. I'd have to go with Daryl Spence Jr. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to play a side. I think I'm going to play the over 10 and a half rounds. Okay. Now, I mean, we are a gambling show, and I always I always try to ask everybody about the upcoming fight. So we got yeah, Anyway sure. versus Fulton. How do you feel about that one? That's a great fight that's under the radar. I mean, there's been so much talk about, like we mentioned Lomachenko Haney, and we mentioned uh, we mentioned uh, Tank Tank Davis Garcia. We didn't even talk about Taylor against Teofimo Lopez, which we also had in June. That fight's really under the radar. We've seen some big money come in on Inoue. What time is that fight? I want I want to be able to watch. It. Do we know is it, <laughs> it's probably is like, it at, like at three four in the morning East Coast time. Well, that's no good. <laughs> it's, no good. It's, I, but, I mean, you're you're in Vegas, so you got it good. You could. I mean, that's. That's after you can go party actually, and then go watch the fight. <laughs> that might actually work for me right here because it's like 115 degrees here now. So I gotta wake I gotta walk my dog at like four in the morning. So that that actually might work out for me. I'll wake up and watch it. Uh anyway, moving up in weight, taking on a very serious opponent. I do expect him to win, but I think it's safe to call this the stiffest test of his career given the jump up in weight class and Fulton is a very legit fighter in his own right. So excited for that one too. I, now that one, we won't see the kind of volume that we will in these other fights we're talking about because mm. of the time zone. And there's no other way mm. to say it. it's on in the middle of the night. Now we are open. The Superbook is open 24 hours a day, 24 seven. It's not going to get that kind of volume. Plus I don't think the American public has any idea how good Inoue is. They're much yeah, more I, I don't even, I don't even think they're really that familiar with Fulton. I, I'm a Philly guy, so um, yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm expecting some yeah. big things from him. Um, what about Canelo versus Charlo? And I think that's yeah. an interesting one. 
It is interesting. You know, we opened that fight. Canelo was like minus 300. Um, I got to look up where we're at right now, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, so far, most of the money is going to come in on Canelo. So that fight, that fight's in Las Vegas on September 30th. What do you get with a Las Vegas fight in September? All your money line parlays, football games go to Canelo. So we'll have all this parlays of college football favorites on Saturday, NFL favorites on Sunday, closing with Canelo Alvarez against Charlo. That should be a good fight. Do expect Canelo to win, but look, all this guy does is play golf these days, man. So I don't, I mean, is he, you know, how serious is he going to be training for this fight? We'll see. I love Canelo. I love, I love the fact that he moves around weight classes. I love the fact that he takes on all these great fighters. I, I've got great respect for both guys. I'm really looking forward to that fight. A much better fight than what we had last year. Canelo against a, we'll call older Triple G. I think this is a oh, much yeah. different test. For I, I was at that fight and it was like, I was almost falling asleep halfway through it. It was just so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a great one. I, I was lucky enough to go to Canelo Triple G 1 and 2. And mm -hmm. I always thought, even though I'm a Canelo fan, I always thought he lost the first fight. Uh, they gave him a draw, and then I thought he won the second fight. But by the third fight, Triple G was a little past his prime. Yeah, he was he was definitely past his prime. And then you could see Canelo didn't have it as as, as much as he's had in previous years because I, I felt like a younger Canelo probably would have stopped Triple G. I, so. said, I said the same thing. I said, I mean, how motivated is this guy? We don't know the we don't know the answer to that. So we'll, I think we'll find out a lot when he fights Charlo because that's a very stiff test. Yeah, and you know what? The one thing I will say, I'm a little disappointed that it's the the smaller tr Charlo because I don't really like when guys have to jump up in <laughs> weight classes because you yeah. you just kind of see it's like Canelo versus Amir Khan or yeah. um Spence versus Mark, wow. Mikey Garcia. It's just like you just don't. It's just not a fair fight. So I, I think I made, Charlo yeah, is still a test. Money on a, I like Spence Mikey Garcia. I made good money on that fight. Uh, I was very happy with that fight because I knew I had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen that night. Spence wasn't nearly as enough, enough of a favorite as he should have been against Mikey Garcia. Because Mikey Garcia was moving up two weight classes. Yeah, that's just too much. I, I, I like and Mikey Garcia. He just... So do I. So do I. But that's a, that's a lot. It's, it's, enough to, it's enough to say I'm going to move up two weight classes. It's another thing to say I'm going to move up two weight classes and fight Errol Spence Jr. That, I believe, <laughs> that I think is pushing it a little too far. No doubt, no doubt. I want to thank you for doing this. We got a big fight next weekend. Hopefully, I'll be in Vegas. I'll be able to, you know, stop in and meet you. Um, but make sure you, you know. How about this for bad luck, though, Raheem? I'm also a big UFC fight, uh, UFC fan. Excuse me. I'm going to UFC 291, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier in Salt Lake City, which is July 29. I'd already made all my plans, and then I see on Twitter, hey, they finally announced Spence Crawford. It's on July 29, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. They're doing it the oh, same man. day. So I'm going to be in Salt Lake City, but I will be here the Friday before. So if you can stop in, say hi, uh, that'd be great. I'll be here that Friday the 28th. No doubt. While we at it, who you like in that UFC fight? I got to go with Dustin Poirier, but a uh, great fight. A toss-up, a true toss-up fight there. Those guys are going to stand and trade in the middle of the octagon. That's going to be a fun night. And I've never been to Salt Lake City, so it'll be an interesting experience for me. Yeah, I, I need to go check out um, Salt Lake City. And I've been, I've been wanting to go to Utah and go to like go to Zion for so long. I was like out oh, in Vegas good. for six months last year. I plan on moving to Vegas at some point. So um, hopefully I'll be able to check it out myself. But thank, thanks for um, coming on. We really appreciate you. You gave us everything that we needed in order to bet the fight. So 
That's how it's going down. Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. Rashford John Murray, executive director of Race and Sports at Westgate Casino. Make sure you go check him out. Ringer Gambling Show. Y'all know how it's going down. 